0: Okay, with uh, the filmmaking team of Sparrow Street, we got Billy Jack, who's the director, and Justin Ad- Adcock, who is the writer producer. Uh, feature film play at the Horror Underground Film Festival. Uh, really interesting uh, film. Basically, Superbia neighborhood, and then there's a, uh, a mysterious monster, invisible monster force who is uh, basically killing off neighbors along the way. I guess that's that's how I would pitch your pitch your film. Is that a good a good pitch for your film?
1: Yeah, that's pretty not bad. Good.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So Better tell me about. Sorry, what's that?
2: Better one I would have came up with. So it's pretty good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think I was stealing from your synopsis though, and I just was I, re- I was remembering re-remembering your film plus stealing from your synopsis. I like the idea of a horror film with with like in the daylight. It's a good concept. Where like it's like you, you could still scary scare people without it being dark outside. I know it's it's kind of a basic assumption, but it's it's I like that idea.
1: Yeah. Well, Matthew, though the idea here is that it's like dead smack in the the middle of summer suburbia. Yeah. Just this heat pounding down on you from that sunlight and in, in typical summer fashion. So um we were really trying to set that ambiance and that mood um but you know like when i think about what scares me one of the scariest films when i was growing up was children of the corn yeah um because you know the horror was happening during the day in that film yeah and if there's horror during the day where do you hide where do you go exactly so that was one of the intentions behind this film thanks for noticing that
2: I also it was want to also point a it- product of the pandemic. And so, uh, you know, if you recall a few years ago, we weren't safe during the day or night, right? At the, at the beginning, we
0: didn't know what was going on. Is that sort of the metaphor for the movie? The mysterious force, I guess, the, the pandemic in a sense?
2: Uh, it was written and inspired during that time frame, but I would say it goes beyond that. Um
0: mm-hmm. So, so Justin, you, I also got to mention you. You actually are in the film as well. You actually act in the film as well. Are you an actor yeah. by trade?
1: Well, yeah, I uh, I had gone to school back in in college days um, to study theater and performance, and I was a professional actor for ten years. Um, landed in in Colorado to do that line of work, um, but then over time, just kind of merged into other professions, but it's it's good to be back. Um, you know, in hindsight, uh, Billy and I as producers, I'm the screenwriter, he's the director. Um, it's not easy casting yourself in a role, um, but I really liked the idea that I could do that um, for cheap, you know, like I, I would work for free. Yeah. So, um, you know, when you're going low budget, I think there's no better way than just start recruiting people, you know, including yourself in order to perform. So, um, yeah, that was it was fun to be back in front of the camera and and performing again um, and working with the character, I think, I think was pretty um, pretty much a, a really like once in a lifetime uh, experience uh, to have. So I enjoyed it. Thanks.
0: So where do you guys uh, know each other from? How'd you guys meet?
2: Yeah, so my wife and Justin worked together for uh, a little while. And I've always been passionate about film and have friends and family in, in both the film industry and also theater. And so I would mentioned the pandemic. So you know, rewind back to that, the start of everything shutting down we had been talking about, you know, how great would it be to get started and do something in film, but we just never had an opportunity. Like we're busy with our day jobs and, you know, life was just there and in the way. And so here comes the pandemic, right? Everything pauses. And Justin my wife and I sat down. uh, I remember it was was yesterday, sat down in our dining room and said, Hey, if we're going to do this, this is the time to do it. And so uh, we just, you know i think we were it was really an opportunity for us and it was that silver lining of everything that was going on uh across the world is that we had all these cast and crew members locally that were just kind of sitting around doing nothing and we were able to reach out to them and said hey we're gonna make a film uh, a full feature film and they were like what you guys are crazy like there's this pandemic going on but we uh we were adamant about it you know we followed the safety protocols and everything that we needed to do and we jumped right in and got started and that's where it all got going for us
0: so and so billy what was your experience as a a filmmaker have you like directed shorts before like like to prepare for this
2: no i uh again just had friends and family in it and so being on set uh with certain friends and and experiencing it and watching how they worked uh, behind the camera uh, and in front of the camera and reading tons of books, you know, YouTube. that's it's the beauty of today's world. Um, you know, you know, don't necessarily have to go to film school uh, to be to do something like this. I think if it's you know for anybody that's passionate about this, it's pursuing that passion and uh, finding those opportunities and taking advantage of it. And so we jumped right in. Um, Justin said, "Hey, you think you would want to direct this?" And I said, uh, "I've never directed anything in my life, uh, but I'm I'm willing to do it and take that chance." And um, I have a background in psychology. I don't I don't know if that helped or not, but I <laughs> definitely was able to, kind of a an actor's director, and so I you know just was able to listen and be able to you know get down to whatever. Level I needed to be at to to help with the casting and crew and be very humbled and and work together. I think that was another testament of this film is the, the the teamwork right and how we worked together and everybody from zero years of experience all the way up to thirty years of experience uh, were a part of this film and everything in between and so it, it took all of us collectively to put this thing together, um, and it
0: was a heck of a ride. So when did you guys you guys shot like right in the middle of the pandemic?
1: yes yeah, so we were um we were filming in 2021 um and you know that's right in the heart of, of shutdown what was amazing about being on set right during the pandemic um is that we were all still trying to figure out what the disease was yeah and how uh workplace and and even being on set uh what it was like working um with this Um, this concern that was out there, but somehow, I don't know how we did it on this first film, but we were able to bring, uh, close to 70 people together, uh, over the course of what would be, uh, three weeks and, you know, really kind of go without any kind of flare up, um, Nobody uh, had to step away from set for any period of time. I don't know how it happened because, you know, yeah. in in June of 2021, the uh, COVID was just rampant. Um, but we somehow pulled through that entire experience. Part of it was a really short shooting schedule. Um, but I think everyone's commitment to be like, okay, you know what? We're going to get on set. We're going to have fun. We're going to do this. And we're not going to get sick and throw this whole um production schedule off track we were not going to go down that route and so people kept it at bay i i really believe that they did um but one of the things you notice uh, (laughs) is that it is uh filmed during the day it's filmed outside a lot of it is exterior shots Mm -hmm. um out in the open and you know that really coincided so nicely with some of the you know centers for disease control uh expectations about how to live your life but still live with this disease yeah. go outdoors and you'll be uh, safer to do that yeah, that's how we pretty much worked for the better part of three weeks and and we did it successfully without anybody getting sick and having to leave the set which was remarkable yeah mm-hmm. that's what i
0: was going to point that out but the interesting thing was that 2021 there were still people were still wearing masks outside because they didn't nobody knew anything even though they were it was a year in but at the same time like it's pretty safe. Like in hindsight that you, you, when you're shooting outside that there was nobody who's going to get sick, I guess. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, and we also, and that's right. And we also had whatever the ambition was, I don't know what the ambition was, but we had a very large cast and we had a very large crew and, you know, in hindsight, that was one of the, those ambitions that we just couldn't have predicted uh, until we really got into the meat and potatoes of it and casting of, putting a very large net out for casting was was quite a process to pull that many people onto it so when you look at our credits you're going to see probably close to 70 75 entries in that and um that's a lot of people to manage on set and this is this is
0: all in the great state of colorado correct
2: correct yep it was filmed in well we we did a a little stint in Denver, but the majority was filmed out in Brighton where Justin loves.
0: And you found all your casting crew from, like, that, I guess the Denver area, I guess, right? For the most part. We
2: did have a few people out of state uh, that were uh, mostly uh, on the acting side uh, that we found uh, during our auditions. But, yeah, I would say 90, what, 8, 99 percent, Justin, were. Yeah. Were
0: mm-hmm the right. core, the core, uh, like relationship is the is the couple is the is the male couple who are I guess they have a, like they're 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 expecting with the surrogate they're having expecting a child, but that's sort of the the core relationship, the core story, the two characters, I guess, right? Oh yeah, that's
1: which one that, of them is you? Yeah, I play I play the um, I play the husband. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, expectant father, uh, baby uh, baby in the belly on the way uh, from my, my acting partner, uh, my co-character there. And uh, we, we don't know what we're doing. Uh, it is brand new for both of us. First time pregnancy for my wife, and we are um, barely uh, barely eking out, um, you know, putting a house together, less of all yeah. having a baby on the way so we play into this idea that there's a lot of a lot of learning to be had um and there's vulnerabilities sometimes with first time parents that really can be explored and we really try and play those angles inside of those characters um which really puts their isolation uh uh in the forefront and puts their um their lives and their baby's life at risk with this monster that's eating all the neighbors so it's it created a really fun dynamic of these folks. They just, gosh darn it, they haven't been through this. They don't know what they're doing. Um, and here we have uh, the worst possible circumstance of a uh, of a creature outside the house who's plucking them off one by one.
0: Yeah.
1: And you're sort of using the jaws kind of analogy,
0: meaning that like you don't see the you don't see the quote unquote creature, I guess. Right? It's all like it's all in the imagination of the audience, right?
2: Yeah, there's, a, there's Easter eggs along the way and and subtle hints in the dialogue. Uh, and there is uh, what I would say like this big reveal at the end that does kind of give uh, an idea of what's happening there uh, for, for those that, you know, get to experience it. And then what I think is and what's exciting from feedback is then once people do experience it the first time is wanting to go back with the knowledge that they then possess to go watch it a second time uh, and maybe bring a friend and then try to work through and, you know, find the Easter eggs or right, you know, find these little hidden tropes and treasures to help piece the puzzle together.
0: So Billy, so I notice a lot of long shots in the, in the film, like a lot of like, sometimes you're on a um, hand doing handheld or like you're, there's one, there's a couple scenes in the house where like kind of just have it on a tripod and you'd like, you're you, like lots of depth of field in terms of the actors moving but I guess that was an easy like or not an easy way but that was a way to like kind of like do a film in three weeks I guess right like just kind of like let the actors tell the story and like and basically let the and basically let the camera go I guess for a while.
2: Yeah it was fun to right to experience it that way and you know kind of see how um, it all came together right and so we had footage of other angles and and stuff, but as we started putting it together in the edit, it just made sense to have more of those long shots uh, with some, you know, close-ups and and whatnot dialed in. But, uh, you know, for the action, we tried to go handheld because as we all know, it just kind of brings you into that moment, right? And you're filling that with, with the actors as they're moving through that space and time. Uh, and we were able to use some drone shots too, which I think were a lot of fun, right? To incorporate as well.
0: Yeah. The show, like the suburban, the suburban uh, world, I guess. Right. So. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I, I That's a weird question. Uh, the kitchen, they, you show a lot, they have a lot of kitchen scenes in the film and there's that cross. Was that cross, is that cross in the actual house
1: or did you guys add that prop to the, to the scene? Yeah. Uh, that's a wonderful question. Um <laughs> the crosses are in the house uh, uh, with the location that we used. Um, But the idea behind this film from conception was really trying to create, I I would say, this Midwestern um, Kansas feel, uh, you know, almost like uh, Egyptian characters, in uh like the 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 dust bowl of the 1930s i'm kind of mashing all over the place right now yeah but the idea was uh one of like fundamentalism so you you hear a lot of um naming conventions of our characters that are coming off of old testament um but that idea that everything's hot and it's the summer and it's a like a field of corn and um, very, even though we're in suburbia, it, it's kind of bumping right up against rural America in and around the, the Great Depression. Well, yeah. it's set in modern day, obviously. Yeah. We're just, with a gay we're,
0: couple of that, right? So,
1: Well, that we have a gay couple in, in the film, uh, but the character that I play is, is a man with a, a, a woman wife and our baby that's on the way. Um, is um of of their natural gotcha. uh, creation it
0: just yeah. like, sorry the body relationship it's almost like they're I feel I uh,
1: I, feel, okay. I almost feel like that they're a gay couple yeah so well you know that's that's a very that's great insight because <laughs> um that idea is is to be explored it's not a firm no it's, it's not amazing. a firm no yeah yeah that's right <laughs> that's a good that's good insight there
0: okay so tell me about uh what was like for you guys first producing film and uh like a feature film what was the what was the biggest kind of conflict that occurred like what was the biggest obstacle to overcome
2: i, I think for me um you know we were we did have a, a time constraint we we had a certain budget that and so you know with that budget allowed us to film a certain x amount of days and so uh, having to prepare for that in pre-production was just a lot of work uh, to try to you know figure out what to do each day. We didn't have a lot of of downtime, right? We had to make sure we were on schedule, on point with the scene versus what, getting ready for the next scene. And so having to keep up with that, just like any day on set, right? Any everybody experiences this, but when you have you know only a certain amount of days uh, versus you know months to film, uh, it does. Allow you to get super creative and to take some chances, right? To go a little rogue on some things, which in the end can be fun because you do, you know, instead of being completely prepared, you do get to let loose a little try and experiment with some different things. Uh but that was a challenge.
0: And yeah, I think, I think Billy just left us for a second. So then <laughs> so um so, so basically, so Justin, when you're, you're like, you're like in like almost all the scenes yeah. and you're, and you're producing as well. So you're like kind of managing a few more than a
1: few roles in your head, I guess. Right. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. well and I would say that one of the best parts from my perspective, uh, are you able to hear me? Yeah, okay? Yeah, for sure. He's still trying to track in there, but um, for me was I'm, I'm producer first. Um, so I needed to make sure that every single person that came to set was having a great experience, that the actors were feeling safe and trusted, and that the the people that were that were running crew, that they were feeling supported and valued, um, so that every day people would walk away from set feeling like they were nourished, uh, given, of all things, that this was a first film, but also that it, we're in the middle of a pandemic, and we're also trying to to manage that. So... Um, I would say my first hat was always producer. But I would work as producer right up until it's time for me to jump into a scene. Uh, And I would just go right from the producer hat into the acting role as a really great distraction. Like, you know what I mean? I, I was moving it out of my head because I was so, so busy. So if there's. If there's skill to be found there, I'm not saying there is. But um, if there is skill to be found there, I'll, I'll tell you what it was that that preparatory work going into each scene is that I was really I found myself able to take my mind off of one thing in order to when I got into uh, got into the scene, got in front of the camera and started working with the performance is that I was fresh and focused and could isolate better um, rather than spending a lot of term uh, time uh, spinning with those nerves. So I, I found it was um, actually a great uh, a great preparatory piece as an actor.
0: Well, you're you' you're, you have anxiety like 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 you have a lot of things going on in your head and be producing a, a feature film like this and your character's full of anxiety. so you're kind of like channeling what's happening, I guess, as a producer, I guess, in your role.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, and there was and Billy will talk to it, but there was a scene where we filmed at the gazebo in the park uh, that had just this crescendo moment of of exterior conflicts and onset conflicts from the environment. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'll let Billy take it over from there.
2: Oh, well, it was just one of those days, you know, when you film like in a park like that, um, you have to. You never know what's going to happen so we had people mowing you know their lawn and you know that noise having to compete with that or yeah. uh, then once they once they were done mowing then somebody fired up like a some type of saw and was doing some um you know building something and so they were cutting some logs uh different pieces of wood and then we had some dogs barking and it was just one thing after another, a car alarm went off, you know, and so just these <laughs> multitude of things kept happening. I mean, it was we almost had to find the humor in and started laughing about it uh, because we couldn't control any of it. It's just outside of your control, but we were still able to, you know, have a successful day at the park and get everything done and cleaned up and leave no trace uh, for them to have an event there in just a few hours after we were done. Uh, so, um, despite all of that, we were able to make it happen, but. It, it definitely had its uh, share of memories and, and events that
0: occurred. So t- talk to me about the editing editing process. You guys did your three week shoots, got lots of footage. You, this is where the real work begins, so to speak. Like you're, 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 forming your film. How was that experience for you guys?
2: I loved it. I, that, that was one of the best moments of my, of, of all of this was getting into the edit, uh, working with, a, a very talented editor, Tim Kaminsky, uh, who's done some amazing stuff and uh, having his expertise uh, behind the the wheel and to be able to sit beside him and go through um, the editing process, but then also work with um, our talented person that did all of our sound and the complete, you know, a, a score that was brand new and a fresh, fresh view of, of these amazing sound effects and this original score. Um, And it was just fun to put all that together and see this film come to life with, you know, taking all these little moments that we put together and filmed and then piecing it all together like a puzzle. And then I thought something that was uh, suggested that we did do was have a test screen, right, where we had a a random audience come in Mm -hmm. and, and test screen it. So then take that feedback back into the editing room to make a few tweaks based on that feedback, um to then present to uh these festivals so i loved it it,
0: it, justin were you able were you in the editing room as well or
1: Mm -hmm. no way man hands off (laughs) i couldn't go near it i um i that was the the give that i had to to make i had to give that away because um i needed to trust billy and tim to, to work through the process together But there's no way that i would be able to approach any of that with objectivity i mean as an actor seeing yourself in every scene practically uh yeah no that's probably not the best way to start approaching post-production but i think more important to me as the writer i have very strong opinions and in into how i wanted to see this manifest and even that would be complicated i just i needed hands off and that's what i did yeah
0: Gotcha, yeah, it, it, yeah. It is like a the how was like you you mentioned the sound because the sound design is a big part of, of the filmmaking process. Uh, Billy, how was that for you? Like kind of like, working with the editor to make sure like it's like especially for a feature, there's so many, so many tracks, so many soundtracks. Kind of like kind of like the subliminal message that kind of that comes across in the film.
2: Yeah, so we and it was fun because we we had our ideas. You know, we had listened. And, and Justin and I had talked about this and, and others as we were, before we even went into the editing rooms, we, I kind of had some ideas in my mind. Um, and so in the editing room, we put down just some tracks and a few things that kind of emulated what we wanted the sound design to feel and, and, and look and represent. And so when we handed that over to the talented Dean Huger, who put all this together, um, he already had some ideas based on what we had given him, but then we just let him have free reign, man, and let him do whatever he wanted. And it took a little bit more time because it was an original score and he was doing all things sound. So all the effects of uh, the score, you know, anything uh, with the voice stuff, like just, it was a multitude of tasks that he had on his plate. Uh, but as, as you can witness, you know, from watching the film, like he, I think he did a, an amazing job to. Bring that film to life with the the sound effects and the sound design.
0: So are you guys going to make another feature?
2: Oh yeah, we already have one that's in the editing room right now.
0: Are you serious? Well, wow, yeah.
2: And we have uh, what seven more kind of mapped out that we're we're currently talking through and working
0: on. Seven, seven more, and then again, I guess that it's like the same kind of like genre, same kind of feeling or vibe.
2: Yeah, it's um, all yeah. part of the environmental horror that we are uh, trying to uh, represent.
0: Environmental horror. Try to create
1: yep. a new genre, I guess. Eh. Yep. Well, I think we have done that. To be honest with you, I don't mean to sound uh, boastful, yeah. but this film, um, with its Easter eggs and big grand reveal that these characters are not who you think they are, that warrants a second watch. Um, is. Is is really the design of we're telling the story of Mother Nature from a different perspective, um, and even allowing that um nature can be horrific uh if you let it. Um and we want that to to really encapsulate uh be the underpinning for each of our films that we have laid out. And they're all different,
0: mm-hmm. but they
1: all have the same naturalistic and, and environmental piece. But yeah, new genre. That's what we're after here. Coin the term. Let's do it.
0: I love it. All right. So, on that note, why don't we? Uh, why don't we? Like, basically, congratulations on the success of this film so far. And then, why don't we uh, touch base when you guys make your next film? We could talk about your next film. And like, yeah.
2: yeah, appreciate that, right, man. Yeah.
0: Enjoy the editing process again.
2: Yes, absolutely.
0: All right, guys. Yes. Thanks, thanks for your time, and let's. I'm looking forward to talk, talking to you again soon. Sounds yeah, good. Thank, thank you. you. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 8, Schlamiel,
2: Schlamazel,
1: Hansen-Bemper, Incorporated.